Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSP Marketing Podcast, where we cut out all the bullshit and try to get you as much actionable, tangible marketing advice to grow your MSP. So if you're tuning into this episode, I'm going to assume that you had already listened to part one, which is the telemarketing process. So in this episode, we're actually going to be going into how do you recruit a good telemarketer? Not just how do you recruit a telemarketer, but how do you recruit a good telemarketer? So I have to do this fairly often because it's a high turnover position and I also help other people in our peer group recruit telemarketers. So it's a process I know a pretty good amount about. So the first thing that you're gonna have to do, obviously, is post the job, right? So you have to you have to choose which listing site you're gonna use. There's a lot of them out there, but just a quick pro tip, use Indeed. I mean, every pretty much every applicant goes to Indeed, right? There's such it has such a large market share that if someone's looking for a job, they're probably going to go on Indeed. That's where we do a lot of our hiring. Indeed is really great. It's also really great to actually, like when you actually get applicants and how you reach out to them to schedule the interview, all the interviews can be done through Indeed, like the video or the phone. So long story short, I do all the recruiting at Alltech and for the telemarketing for our peer group. And Indeed's just, it's really, really good. This is not a paid ad or anything. I have no affiliation with Indeed. I just like it a lot. So choose your listing site. You might you might go with a different one, um, but if you go with in, Indeed, it's good. You want to fine-tune your job description. So there are tons and tons of templates online, but you want to fine-tune your job description to make sure it's clear that this is a telemarketing position, right? You don't want to say it's a marketing position or really even a sales position. You want to make it clear what this is. And then you probably want to advertise the job posting. If you just post on Indeed or anywhere else, unfortunately, just like Google and other things, it can be difficult to rank well for it. They are going to prefer people pay. So what I found is when I actually paid for those spots, we get way more applicants. Sounds obvious, but it does help. Now, one thing that most of these job listing sites will do is if you don't like the applicant within 48 hours, like if you get it, if you get a resume that just is terrible, you can reject it and you don't have to pay for that application, right? So that helps a lot because you're only going to pay for the ones that you get and you say, yeah, okay, this, this looks like someone I do want to reach out to. All right. So after you have found a good template, you posted your job, you're good to go. Then comes the actual recruitment process. So now you're starting to get applicants. Telemarketing is, it's a pretty high turnover job, right? It's it's pretty brutal job in a lot of cases. You're, you have someone that's calling all day and, and, and they're calling people that sometimes can be rude. Honestly, it's it's fairly rare uh, in our market. Uh, we're in Lakeland, Florida, Central Florida, so there's a lot of like really nice people. <laughs> but in, in some markets, you know, I think like Boston and other places, people might be a little more rude. Um, New York, so they might be dealing with a lot of shit. So they can be a high turnover position. So that's why due diligence during the interview process is super important. Like ask good questions, ask what their plan is. How long have they been at previous jobs? I mean, 
That shouldn't be a deciding, a total deciding factor, but it should be one of the factors. The other thing I would say is be very transparent with them. Make sure they know that this is a telemarketing position, right? It's not a sales position, really. It's not a, a like digital marketing position. It's like, hey, all day you're going to be on the phone. Are you okay with that? Yes or no? A lot of people are going to be totally fine. That's the job they're looking for. But if someone thinks they're getting into a certain type of job and it's a cold calling job all day, they're not going to last long. So go ahead and just be transparent up front about what this position is. So ask some good questions. By the way, if you, so we've gotten a lot of like our peer group and other MSPs have asked us a lot about the campaigns we're running, some of the stuff that we go over in this podcast. So we are actually, we, we're building a site. Uh, we're almost done with it. It's called MSP Camp, where we're actually going to put all these resources up. And most of it's going to be totally free, right? Like we're going to show you how to hire a telemarketer. We're going to show you the telemarketing process. All these things that we cover in the podcast, we're going to actually have guides for free on MSP camp. Just just go there, check it out and and get some good information out of it. We also post all of the campaigns that got Alltech to $4 million that can be rebranded for your MSP. Um, that there is going to be a fee to it just because how much time and effort it takes for us to create these things. Like each one is at least a hundred hours. So I hope you don't think of this as a as too much of a plug because we really just want to give a lot of this value away for free, just like this podcast. Um, but if you do want to sign up for those campaigns, you can get them for a very inexpensive amount uh, that'll be that'll be posted soon. So as I'm talking about all this, just know that there's a resource on msp-camp.com for you to grab. So once you have some good questions and you're talking to them, what I do is if I decide I, I do like somebody, I will send them the conversational script that we have identified from step one. I will send that to them and say, hey, can you call me back and leave me a voicemail with this conversational script? This will allow you to hear what they sound like on that voicemail. And to be honest, I have disqualified multiple people when they call in with this conversational script and it sounds like shit. It sucks because I like the person. They sounded good and, and, you know, it's great. But it's like you're going to be leaving a lot of voicemails, right? <laughs> and you're going to have to be able to talk on the phone. So if it, if it doesn't sound good, I, I disqualify them pretty quickly. So that's just a little kind of bonus there that works for me. In going, actually going back to posting the job and advertising the job, one thing I found really interesting is when I post the job as a local job, I would get like maybe one applicant a day. So on Indeed, I clicked that little remote button and I got like flooded with applicants, right? So if you're planning on doing telemarketing, go ahead and assume it's going to be a remote position. And as long as you follow the steps from episode one, where, you, where you're staying organized, you can see how many calls they're making. They have really good KPIs. Then they can work remote. It's totally fine. Like all of our telemarketers work remote and they do a great job. I know how productive they're being because of that organized system and because of the KPIs I set for them. So click that remote button. It really helps to get way more applicants. Now, I'm not an HR person. I know there can be some weird things regarding like hiring someone from a different state. So, you know, make sure if you're getting someone from a different state that you go through whatever due diligence, due diligence you need to go through. Fortunately, I've been able to find telemarketers within Florida. So even though they're remote positions, they're still in my state. So I don't have to worry about too many, you know, nuances to hiring them. But if you find someone good in a different state, just consider that fact. Okay, so... Pay and incentives. This one is 
kind of all over the place, just to be totally transparent. We like to pay our telemarketers between $15 to $17 an hour, right? Which most people would think that's a lot for a telemarketer. But I I don't, I want to get a good person. And telemarketing turnover is already high. So I'd rather pay a little bit more than have to spend a lot of time recruiting, right? So that's the hourly rate we usually give them. And then we set up a, a solid commission goal. So our, our commission goal is if, if they set an appointment and the appointment shows up and they have at least 10, 10 computers and it's with the person that is the decision maker, they get a $50 commission. Now, at that point, they've done their job. Now it's on us. And if it doesn't close, they don't get another commission. If we close the deal, they get a commission based on the size of the deal. I had heard that a lot of you know companies will just pay an extra 100 bucks if they close the deal. If we close the deal, the telemarketer gets another 100 bucks. For me, I didn't think that was fair. It's like if this telemarketer brought me a $5,000 a month deal, right? And they actually did recently, where it's actually like an $8,000 potential month deal. I want them to be, you know, properly rewarded for that. Like it's not fair to give them 100 bucks and you just got eight grand a month new client. Like good luck retaining that telemarketer. So I do a tiered structure. If it's if it's a thousand to two thousand, they get a hundred bucks. Two thousand to three thousand, two hundred bucks. Three thousand to four thousand, three hundred bucks, etc. So that has really helped me to retain telemarketers a little bit longer and get good people. So that's what I recommend. But all that said, here's another example. An MSB, a good friend of mine out of Utah, he has a telemarketer. He actually got someone in and he got an internship right he posted a telemarketing internship um and he pays a college kid who's currently in school 13 dollars and 50 cents an hour and he pays 10 dollars for appointment set and 100 dollars for closed appointments no matter what and to me i was like oh there's no way that's going to work well in the last two weeks he's had two solid appointments out of that um, that's moving to the next step right so i'm not saying you have to do it the way that i'm doing or that we're doing but that's just the way we do it, right? Like this, this guy in Utah is doing something totally different and it's working very well for him. So, so just keep that in mind as you're going through this process. Okay, the last, the last part of, um, of this is actually key performance indicators. So how do you track performance? Like I mentioned in episode one, you want to make sure you're staying organized and you have a way of knowing how many calls they're making, how many appointments have they made, um, you know, calls to appointment ratios. You want to make sure you're looking at those numbers. But how do you track that? So we use a system that I love so much. I think it's built specifically for MSPs. Again, just like episode one, I, I can't say it here, but if, if you are interested in learning about it, go to MSP camp, reach out to me, and I will let you know what we're using. But there are tons and tons of options out there. So I, I hope that doesn't make it se seem like I'm holding back on this episode because I'm telling you there's tons of options. So just Google something, you'll find a good one. You want to see calls per day and you want to make sure you lay out how many calls per day you expect them to make. And a good, good recommendation is usually about 10 an hour because um, you want to make sure they're good calls. You don't want them to just cross, crush 150 calls you know, every day and they're, and they're shit calls. So that's our expectation is 10 an hour. You might have something totally different and it might work for you. This is just what we do. Um, you want to see how many calls does it take for you to get a good appointment. And you want to track that because eventually you might have multiple telemarketers. You want to compare how well one is doing compared to the other. And you might have to 
you know, cut the one that's not doing as well and invest in another one. So just you want to make sure that you are uh, looking at those metrics because it it's not it's not cheap to have a telemarketer. So you want to really optimize the role as much as possible. And then I recommend having a system that actually records the calls because before I jump on to the appointment, I like to listen to the call. Like, was the person actually excited for the appointment or they, were they just trying to get our telemarketer off the phone? So make sure you have something that records those calls. All right, now let's go to the challenge of the week. Test your might. So you're saying we can't actually play the Mortal Kombat theme song? All right, Steven, it's up to you. Finish him! Challenge of the week! Excellent. So if you've listened to both of these episodes, you are obviously really engaged with telemarketing. And I can speak as a current MSP that it is working for us. So your challenge this week is to go to msp-camp.com and download all of the free resources that we have on there for you our telemarketing process guide, and how to recruit a telemarketer. It will summarize both these podcasts in an easy-to-understand PDF so you can be ready to start recruiting and hiring your first telemarketer. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really hope it's continuing to bring value, and we appreciate it a lot. We'll see you on the next one.